0: so hello welcome to the star wars stuff podcast episode number six we've made it to six episodes without i don't think we got gonna name this one like yeah revenge of the <laughs> revenge of the of the Sith, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Even though but technically
1: it would be Episode Three, episode,
0: but... yeah, but we don't want to. We don't want to confuse people. You know, the yeah, other... we,
1: we, we haven't confused anyone yet. So,
0: <laughs> the other day, uh, somebody was watching the Last Jedi, and they were like, "Should I watch the other ones before this one?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, it it broke my heart to like hear that question be asked. Should I watch the other ones before I watch the Last Jedi?" And you
1: know, that's a really popular question that people ask. <laughs> what order should I watch the movies? Should it be four five six one two three Rogue one or should it be one two, three four five six and then mix Rogue one in there
0: What's your order? what's your particular order?
1: My order I was always asked this question when my daughters were born what <laughs> how am I going to introduce Star Wars which order and I thought before that I'd probably do one, two, three four five six mm-hmm. but then I want them to have the same experience so four five six, one two just the same exact order that they came out.
0: I, I would do uh I was gonna do a marathon a couple of months ago, but nobody wanted to join me. So it was really sad. And yeah, I did and, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Was you were the only one You were the only one who uh who said you would you would go there. But uh the order I had was four five six one two three rogue one and then uh, uh Force Awakens. I felt like Rogue One being in there like after three I don't know that was my order to do it and if ever i have kids i will introduce them the way that i saw them which was four five six and i don't know all right so yeah rg creative media is uh, helping us record so hopefully we sound a little more professional today but uh but yeah oh so just uh, uh i guess to say uh, my name is james and this is david <laughs> and here we are the star wars stuff podcast and once again thank you for very much for listening uh we have people, um, we've been noticing people like in California and Pennsylvania and uh, some of, some in Canada as well that are listening to this podcast, so a shout out to all of y'all and we appreciate it. And without further ado, let us get into Star Wars stuff.
1: Here we go! Friday the 13th was Force Friday, after all. For we, Solo. we
0: didn't even know. Nobody. No
1: notice. No notice, nope. No one anywhere talked about it ahead of time, so <laughs> it just kind of happened. There were some dates on, if you Googled it, it said that date specifically, but it wasn't a publicized from Lucasfilm or Disney date. So it's kind of under the radar, and I know Rogue One didn't do a big Force Friday production, but I mean, you would kind of think maybe after everything that's happened, they would probably want to push it full force. Exactly. Pun intended. So, (laughs) yeah, it happened Friday the 13th, and I went to my local Walmart here in South Texas, and... There was only four items. There was two of the $100 Millennium Falcons and two of the $30 Falcons. Hmm. So I was kind of thinking about maybe taking one home, but (laughs) there's always a clearance section. I went to that Walmart, I want to say about six months ago or so. Mm -hmm. They had the Force Awakens Millennium Falcon for $30. Oh my gosh. And we all know Toys R Us is shutting down. Yep. And... Their clearance price is 110. Oh my god. <laughs> so I have that regret to live with for the rest of my uh, life.
0: Oh jeez, that would make me really really upset. I was lucky enough to get a I have a Disney store um I'm not like part of their email so like they, they sent me an email Friday morning saying, you know, show me the t-shirts and the stuff that were there and I rushed over there and I was able to find me just one t-shirt and and a reusable bag for solo. And then we went to Target the same day, and they had a little section there, kind of a good-looking section. And I was able to get um, a few things there, and I almost bought the Millennium I sent you a picture of the Millennium Falcon, right. and I was like, I'm going to buy it. I didn't buy it, though. Although I think that I was sending you the picture of that, that Millennium Falcon because they have the front being shot off like as a, a button. You can shoot it off. Right. As. So I'm thinking, you know— for Solo something crazy cool is going to happen to where they need to get rid of that they need to shoot it off at something like, that's going to be like something that saves the day and right. then Han just never like ha- puts another one in and just leaves it that way I don't
1: know well right? I did see a video today on YouTube of the toy unboxing mm-hmm. and that front piece you can put a full size action figure in it oh so okay. it might be an, yeah. an escape pod so they might shoot off Kira or something, something. I don't know so yeah, you remove that piece, you have the classic Falcon, mm-hmm. and it's almost it's it's full entirety. But there are other pieces on the Falcon that come off oh, okay. that make it look more like the the original trilogy Millennium Falcon. I just
0: want to know what's like Han does to this thing to make it look like it does because it looks amazing and sleek and smooth. And then right. you see it in the original ones, and you're just like, "My gosh!" Like, looks <laughs> like yeah. somebody patched it together with duct tape. And I don't yeah, know yeah. what else we got yeah. today.
1: Well, two TV spots have aired. Yes. And to me, it seemed like they're getting better. Mm-hmm. So this last spot was, like I told you earlier, faster and more intense. <laughs> and yeah. there's a nice shot of lando throwing the deal 44 blaster to han catching it midair yep. turning and shooting and you hear lando say han and it sounds exactly like empire strikes back yep. lando yep. and i thought that was that was awesome and that i was awesome. noticing
0: when uh when he catches it and he's about to shoot he does the classic han solo pose right he, he does like, the pose he, almost exactly he sticks his arm out and it's i was like oh my gosh look at that looks really really cool and um, and I saw the other one. It was pretty funny with Chewie. With uh, Han shows Chewie the the cards, and Chewie just kind of laughs at him. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it he looks, does like a like a, almost like a side growl. Like, like oh my god, yeah. what, <laughs> what are you what are
0: you doing to us? And um, but yeah, it looks like do they are they meeting for the first time in this movie, or do they already know each other? It looks like they're they're kind of meeting for the first time.
1: Right, that's what everyone's kind of yeah, anticipating. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they're going to subvert our uh, expectations on that one. <laughs> so we're going to see them meet, I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm pretty sure they're not going to like each other at first. I don't think they're going to like each other. And that's what's going to make it kind of a a cool story to where at the very end they both go, Okay, I need you, you need me, we can't We can't ever be apart right, on right. this crazy adventure. So I think that's kind of... And plus the movie's called Solo for a reason. And then at the very end you're going to realize, Oh, okay, he's not solo. You know, he, he needs his his companion with him. But I don't know. That's just my theory about what the movie's going to be. And the book came out today, last shot. Uh, I have not bought it, weirdly enough. I, w- I would be the one to buy it. Have you heard anything about it?
1: Uh, I've heard a lot about it. A lot of a lot of media got the book ahead of time, and they Ooh. released the reviews today. And the cool thing about the book is uh, the cover. Uh, it's reversible. Yeah. You can either show Han Orlando, and they... Introduce a lot of new characters, and mm-hmm. some of these characters might actually end up in the films. And the one really cool one that, that, that stood out to me was Peekba. He's a, he's an Ewok hacker, <laughs> <laughs> and he, does, he doesn't he does speak English. He understands English, and he's infatuated with Chewie. Oh, okay. Or it's a she. A it's she's a she. infatuated with Chewie. I was going to say, Chewie. all right, we're going to go yeah. through So kind of like what we saw in Return of the Jedi, those, those Ewoks just were like... Almost like petting Chewie yep, when he was yes. driving the ATSD. <laughs> I always laughed at that scene. I love that scene. <laughs>
0: They're just like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. So is this, is this character pre-Solo or post Return of the Jedi? Like where does this character...
1: I don't know exactly about that character, but there's another character, a Twi'lek, mm-hmm. that is Lando's love interest in the book. And I think she's post Return, of the, Return Jedi. Of
0: the Jedi. Yeah. My only thing with the Ewoks, a, a friend of mine actually mentioned that to me, and, and and I was thinking, you know, an Ewok hacker, computer hacker, like what technology did they have on Endor for them to like, for this guy, this Ewok <laughs> to be like, oh, I know computers, and you know, because if he, cause he would have, because he if he would have popped up in Return of the Jedi, like, hey. I know computers, it's like, cool, get us in. And, like, the movie would have been over, like, five seconds if they knew technology. So, I am I like new characters. I love Star Wars characters. But if they just introduce this Ewok hacker out of nowhere, it's like, where did he learn all this from? How is he going to, I don't know. So, we'll see. Well, I'll I'll buy the book in here because I'm curious how this Ewok hacker is going to play into all that.
1: Well, I mean, they're smart enough to defeat the Empire without uh, technology. Oh, here so here we go. Here. I'm just kidding.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like the Ewoks. I, the Ewoks get a lot of hate. I don't understand. I liked them. I thought they were pretty cool.
1: It's almost like Return of the Jedi was our version of the prequels, almost, for that generation. the generation that, that are like millennials, basically. Yeah. So a lot of old school, like old, old school fans kind of despise Return of the Jedi <laughs> and act like the Ewoks are like how we act like the Gungans are. Whoa. So, yeah, there's that whole, like, little parallel going on. Because when I was growing up, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Yeah. And now it's, like, it's really hard to choose. I mean, I kind of consider it all one movie. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me, it's like, uh, I kind of, like, pause. And they're like, are you sure you're a Star Wars fan? I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> you should know that answer by now. But
0: I Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But I like the Ewoks. But I'll see how this Ewok hacker goes. And then, what else did we hear this week? We heard something kind of a big rumor this week with uh, with this right here.
1: Well, before I get to that, okay, there were some pictures from Empire Magazine and pictures I think uh, taken from some other publication that show Dry- uh, Dryden Voss's trophy room. Mm-hmm. And in that trophy room, there's several very interesting artifacts. And like there's what? one separate picture that shows mandalorian armor in the background which looks amazing right it looks pretty cool and i think we've all come to the conclusion that that's not someone in the suit but something that's kind of stood up on display and it's like a darkish red almost samurai looking mandalorian costume with the typical classic mandalorian helmet and no one really knows what's going on with that Mm -hmm. but you know it's cool (laughs) um And there's also that one shot I was talking about. There's a wide shot that shows a lot of his artifacts from his trophy room. And on the far left-hand corner, it looks like there's an Ewok. Is it
0: the the Ewok hacker? (laughs) Did he finally get caught? Possibly. I don't know. (laughs) Although I
1: think that Ewok is post the story. And I don't think Han has encountered an Ewok. But uh, it looks like it's it's been maybe taxidermied. (laughs)
0: That is, I hope they, they I hope they explain it or part of me thinks show it and then just have the audience go, what in the world is like, how did that even get there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm hoping like, it's
1: in the visual dictionary. Yes. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a very but, interesting but shot. But
0: it's, it's amazing to think either he just enjoys weird stuff or it's like a prized, you know what I mean? Possession. Right. I mean, whereas the Mandalorian, Mandalorian armor would be a really cool prized possession to have. So then, why would somebody have a prized Mandalorian possession and then just an Ewok, you know, <laughs> in the corner? Like, know, who man. is this Ewok? What was so important about him that he had to die and get stuffed for everybody to see? Or maybe the guy's just like, "Hey, you want something crazy? Look at that over there." You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, Dryden so, Voss is a is a madman.
0: So, so it, Voss is his last name is spelled differently. You 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 posted something. Well, yeah, I, like, I posted on Instagram and yeah. no one really
1: liked it. I yeah. thought it was super interesting because the pop figure has his last name spelled Mm V-O-S-S. But in everything else, his last name is V-O-S. So the pop figures made a mistake,
0: uh, probably.
1: That's an instant collectible right there, (laughs) if that's the case.
0: Go get it. Everybody go buy it. All right, what else we got this week?
1: So in rumor news, a whole bunch of that. That's our rumor news. So the big one is Star Wars Celebration announcement. On Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Hey,
0: see, they might do something great. They might actually do something. One time you were like, they don't do anything for me. Yeah. (laughs) So I think they might do something pretty cool, huh? So yeah.
1: Yeah, the rumor is May the 4th is going to be an announcement for 2019 in the fall, which is the rumor.
0: For Star Wars Celebration.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And reaction has been different from across the board because. There's a lot of people that go to celebration and they go in the April time frame, mm-hmm. and they say they can't make it in the fall for some reason. I guess because of school. A but lot of schools? people don't give the reasoning, but every, uh, there's a lot of people saying that uh, it's not going to work for me, or I can't make that trip, or Anaheim's too far, or... <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, that's just better for me because I'll take the days off yeah, and go. <laughs> you
0: yeah, know, less crowd. You know, if y'all don't go, but so it's got to be in the fall. Why did they? Switch it to the fall. Does it does it have to do with the um, excuse me? Does it have to do with the um, Disneyland, uh, the Galaxy's Edge like reveal and all that? Is like is that, that really would make the most
1: it? sense. That's a popular belief that Galaxy's Edge will open during the summer time frame, mm-hmm. and then Disney's of course expecting a huge surge in attendance. Oh yeah, and then when that dies down, then we're going to show up in the fall for celebration. So. They don't have just all these hardcore Star Wars fans just hogging <laughs> Galaxy's Edge because there's going to be just a really big conversion of yeah, them. It's gonna so, yeah, it's going to be so. Yeah, it's going to be wild.
0: Apparently, the they're already predicting the line to the Falcon is going to be just like the longest <sighs> line. But, but how read, long would you wait? I would wait. Well, jeez. I mean, I waited. <laughs> I waited 15 hours for Celebration line. Uh, I think the most I would wait would be like like three hours but I'm pretty sure that's like that's not even close to how long I would probably have to wait like six hours probably but I've read that it's worth it the people who they say it's a it's worth the wait people who like seen like what it's gonna
1: do and, and speaking of things being worth it I listened to a podcast today where the person did not see Solo but they knew someone that saw most of the film and they like said it was great. Really, somebody. But that's already... just coming from one person, oh. and it might be a hardcore Star Wars fan, and like us. I mean, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so imagine us watching a Star Wars movie and telling you, it's amazing. You know, it's not. It's it's good uh, judgment, but also you might just think of us as a crazy Star Wars fans who love everything Star Wars, which <laughs> <I> kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm i anxious to see what they're gonna like if they will announce and when the when do the passes go on sale for celebration.
1: Well, you would think the announcement date, May 4th, they'd go on sale immediately. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I'm worried about is that convention center's not as big as Orlando. And if the same amount of people do go, it's going to be hard to come by passes.
0: Yeah, because the uh, the one in Orlando, it was the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando it's the second largest convention center in america i think chicago has the number 1 and we're talking millions of square footage of space it's right just, it was just, like a small city it was crazy how big that, that that place was and we would be walking and i'd be like man this is still this is still the same building and um the one in, is it it's Anaheim? It's going to be the same place that they had it the last time? Like the same?
1: That's what the speculation is. Mm-hmm. And I heard that they also did renovate some of it. So okay. there's newer parts of it. Okay. But it is smaller, but it's walking distance to Disneyland. Uh-huh. It's walking distance to several hotels. So it's, uh, and it's a whole lot cheaper to fly into LAX compared to Orlando, actually. Because <laughs> there's just so many planes just flying in constantly.
0: I want to get my pass. I want to go. I don't I'm it's like I said, it's an experience. Like I want to I want to be there again for that. And I was thinking about like usually they reveal the trailers, you know, at celebrations. Like that's what they do. Right. So when we get to this celebration in the fall, we're already going to be getting ready for like the final trailer, where, like when the tickets go on sale if you really think about exactly. it. Exactly. That would so. be the
1: right time frame to show the last full-blown trailer show
0: us the final poster of the movie as well so this is our right. theatrical poster here's our final trailer and now the tickets are on sale right so that right. would be that'd be pretty cool or the big the coolest thing would be like and here's the movie for all you yeah.
1: who are here yeah <laughs> and that Anaheim Convention Center has a really big arena in it mm-hmm. it's uh, something um it's it's I would want to say it's a little bit bigger I want to say, then, the Freeman Coliseum. You've been there, right? Yeah. In San Antonio? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you seen, like, hockey games there? No, it's it's, It has that same kind of feel. Okay. So, yeah, it's a a decent size. And when they did 2015 celebration, they they put the stage in the middle of the ice, or Mm -hmm. the court, and only half of that stadium was full. Oh, okay. So they could possibly, if enough people went, put people in the middle... Fill up the whole arena, but put, yeah, put yeah, the them on my side yeah. of the
0: stage, that'd be pretty cool. So, what else did we find out this week? Is that it for all our news?
1: Uh, I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, did you have anything?
0: Uh, I was gonna say that the uh, the Last Jedi, uh, Blu-ray and DVD, when it came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, Amazon said they sold out of the Blu-ray and DVD. They they all the warehouses they didn't have any more movies, and it's the 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 biggest selling uh, blu-ray dvd release this year and i just i thought that was crazy that you know there's even though the fans were split somehow you know in this and you know this this movie people they're buying it like everybody's buying this movie but now whether or not they're buying it to burn it i don't know (laughs) whether or not they're buying it to to have a purge I, i don't know like i don't know if it's one of those like with the holiday special where somebody bought up all the copies and just you know you know how George Lucas bought every copy of the Holiday Special and just, you know, destroyed it? He tried um, to destroy he tried every to, copy. But we still got that one, that <laughs> one copy still exists. Does, you, have you ever seen the Holiday Special?
1: Man, I tried. I. And it was just hard.
0: I got through the first five minutes of that and I was like, this, what happened? Why is this so bad? <laughs> We'll have to do a whole podcast. Uh, maybe we'll even do a commentary we'll actually watch. Oh, man. The whole, actually, no, I don't want to do that. That's, that's the most painful thing.
1: Well, it might be fun commenting on it.
0: Yeah. You know what I heard? I heard Carrie Fisher actually had a copy of the movie. She had a. Yeah. George Lucas had given her a copy of the movie, and she would play it at during parties like when she wanted people to start leaving <laughs> she'd put the, she, everybody everybody come in and watch this and then they would start watching it and people would be like I'm gonna leave I can't I can't stand this shenanigans you that's know? a very Carrie so, Fisher, Fisher movie yeah so um, I'm wondering if people are doing that with The Last Jedi but I thought that was pretty cool that it's it's selling out like in the stores you know people people are wanting to see this movie again yeah. and again yeah, and again yeah
1: but um yeah okay. the crazy thing is she has a song at the end of the film. Yeah, she
0: does. She has a song. She sings um it's like a song that's based around the theme of Star Wars, the main theme. And um there's this guy on YouTube's Chris um Stuckman? Yeah, Struck- Chris Stuckman Stuckman and he did a review. That's probably like the most of holiday special I've ever seen was his review of it. And It was, it's painful. It's painful just to watch that review as well. And can you imagine being a Star Wars fan and this was like your first footage since the movie came out and you're so excited to like see the the adventures and then the movie starts and you're just like, or the the TV show starts and you're just like, what is this? If you ever, if any of y'all are brave enough, go to YouTube, (laughs) type in Star Wars Holiday Special, and watch it because that's the only copy that's like exist right now is that copy that's on YouTube, and it's like somebody recorded it off their TV, and it's that's because you can still see the lines like cutting <laughs> through, you know, the static lines, and yeah, try to watch it and tell us what you think about it. I'm kidding. I wouldn't wish that on my my worst enemy. I would not <laughs> wish them to watch that movie at all. And uh, what else did I hear? Oh, and um, people have been talking a lot this week about. Who their choices would be for Leia in Episode Nine? Like I've been, people have been posting these. This actress needs to play Leia. This actress needs to play Leia, and it's like stop. They're not gonna do that. There's no way Lucasfilm is gonna recast Carrie Fisher. You know what I mean? Like, how do you? What do you think about that? Like, I don't think that's just crazy that people are. Yeah, you know,
1: Kathleen Kennedy already gave her firm stance that she's not going to be recast mm-hmm. or digitized like the Grand Moff Tarkin treatment. Yeah, and I mean. We don't know how she's going to be written out, but uh, she's not going to be there. And uh, I think Lucasfilm already put their foot down. Yeah. And no matter what the fans say, it's, <laughs> it's not going to change her mind. Clearly. So.
0: I've seen like Jamie Lee Curtis. People want like Jamie right. Lee Curtis and other
1: obscure actresses that we. But no one's mentioned Jodie Foster. <laughs> that's, that's my pick. Jodie Foster. Because that was the, the famous joke that Carrie yep. Fisher had. They would bring in Jodie Foster yeah. to replace her. Because
0: if they did bring her in, I'd be like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, that's really yeah. funny.
1: Looks nothing like Carrie Fisher, but just that just would be... Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, one thing I read this week that at ILM, um, or somebody from Lucasfilm, an executive said that a woman director is, is going to happen for Lucasfilm. A woman director will come in and do something whether or not that's going to be a um a, a movie or that's going to you know we don't know who's they, it could be part of ryan johnson's trilogy it could be a standalone movie or it could be part of the uh, the tv show live action we don't know so that's that's exciting to hear i mean me personally i would love to see uh, a leia movie when she was younger and i think that'd be a really really cool movie. yeah I, and, I, I and of agree. course millie bobby brown yeah would be standing perfect. by yes yeah. she I'm, I'm telling you man if If they announce that, and they're like, oh, oh, by the way, Millie Bobby Brown is going to be playing a young Leia in this movie for Lucasfilm, I'd be like, amazing. And if it's the, I forget what her name was, the director, one of the directors for Handmaid's Tell, if she were like to do it, Mm -hmm. I think that would just be an amazing, amazing movie. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. That'd be a really, really cool movie.
1: Yeah, I wonder who that female director, that first female director would be. You would figure it would be someone really established because... To get the track record so far I mean JJ then Ryan well and then
0: you have um, uh, yeah the director of Wonder Woman would be you know the probably high on the list and then um, I think I like Catherine Biglow man I, I think she's awesome the wonder hurt locker uh, zero dark 30 especially especially her like portrayal and like of you know that that character in zero dark 30 like how she was able to bring that character to life and like all the drama surrounding this this, this one woman and the action with him, the suspense, and everything, and plus she proves she's proven that she can make a huge scale movie. Right. So I think Catherine Bigelow would be a great choice for a, for a Star Wars movie a, for a female director. Right.
1: right. But, uh, but I, I hate wonder if she too. has any interest in Star Wars.
0: I'm pretty sure everybody has an interest in Star Wars.
1: Well, I mean, people like David Fincher. They're like, I don't want that responsibility. Yeah, even and Nolan. Like, yeah,
0: Nolan said he would. He wants to see it. That he doesn't think he would be able to, to do it. I think Guillermo del Toro even said, like, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do something like that.
1: God, be, I want his Job of the Hutt film so bad. <laughs> be a funny movie. God, and he loves creatures. Have yep. all those creatures in there, and just do a. Jamba, a Jamba standalone <laughs> Star Wars story.
0: That would be pretty cool. I'd watch that. And but... it would
1: be great if they did one. It would be great if there was like a secret movie going on. <laughs> like I said, the only and one... And who... they, they pull like a Cloverfield and just drop it on Netflix.
0: The only one who could do that is J.J. J. Abrams. He's the only one who's clever enough to keep something secret and then be like, oh, by the way, boom, here's this other Star Wars movie that I've been directing. Y'all did not even know about it. Or here's this other Star Wars movie... We've produced that you have no idea it was going to happen, but I don't think Disney's going to do anything for Netflix. They're going to wait for their uh, their Disney streaming service. I think all that's going to be, if we get a surprise movie, it's all going to be on the Disney streaming service.
1: Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention, I heard today, uh-huh. uh, it's a really big rumor, and I, it struck me kind of odd, but it dealt with the Ryan Johnson trilogy mm-hmm. and the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. Um, it was said that Ryan Johnson's trilogy—this is just a rumor—is going to span ten years of time to be released and to be worked on. And the Benioff and Weiss trilogy was actually going to be released in between those movies, but somehow be connected in some way.
0: So they're, they're gonna do—they're gonna do that whole Avengers Marvel stuff then. They're gonna have like their Avengers. Well, Avengers Age of Ultron. I don't Infinity think Wars. they were
1: alluding to that necessarily, okay. but there was gonna be some type of connection. Either they were going to like share productions, or something along those lines. I don't think the stories are really gonna coincide mm-hmm. or happen in the same. Okay, time frame.
0: How are you gonna feel when they do these new trilogies? When they introduce a whole new set of characters, a whole new like set of like problems because like is this is the whole empire you know clone wars all that is that still going to be like a a big factor in all of these or is it just going to be like hey this is a new star wars movie a new star wars story that has nothing at all to do with that side of the galaxy and here is our new hero and villain and the wars that happen over here that have nothing to do with that over there do you think they're going to put them together or they're just going to do a completely different saga on its own
1: I think the great thing is that there are no boundaries. There's mm-hmm. no borders for Ryan oh. Johnson to stay in. But for the and
0: fans, though, you know what I mean? Like, for us...
1: It's going to be different outside of the saga, uh, outside <sighs> of the episodes. Because, I mean, you can do anything now. Yeah. With that trilogy, it's going to be... I mean, who knows what's going to happen. You're, hopefully they still have the Star Wars stories mm-hmm. still going and we get to revisit Kenobi and Bounty Hunters and mm-hmm. Boba Fett. We still get that. Plus we get something new. Mm-hmm. that would be the way I would do it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind the of way. the way that they're kind of doing it now. Yes. But it's all kind of still connected to what we knew. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Johnson and the Benioff and Weiss deal, that's going to be all new territory, we think. But, of course, we think Benioff and Weiss are going to do Knights of the Old Republic material mm-hmm. and something way back in the day, even before maybe before Yoda was born. <gasps> but he could appear there, too. That'd Yoda be- and Maz...
0: Yeah, because they're the same age. And isn't Snoke the same age as.
1: Well, I don't don't know if we know Snoke. Yeah, we know Snoke's backstories. I think the only thing we really know is he was in the Unknown Regions. And then it seems like Thrawn ended up there Mm -hmm. as well. So. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, that was the reasoning (laughs) behind why Thrawn never showed up in the original trilogy. Because he He was was way out.
0: And we see him actually go out there and uh, right. rebels. Yeah. Uh, we see what happens to him. And um, but I, I, like I said, I just I just want to know whether or not they're gonna introduce us a whole new set of characters, a whole new struggle that has nothing at all to do with the original one. Like part of me is is excited to see like a whole new story, but then a part of me is the nostalgic in me thinks I need to I need to be grounded with you know like the empire, the the war that happened. Um, The Rise of the First Order. Like, all that stuff. Like, I need to... I kind of want to have that as, like, a background part. But I don't know. I don't know. And, like, if they change the music for the movie, like, they start off, like, completely different, I'm going to be really upset. What do you think
1: about the solo music? All the guitars, all the electric guitars. I'm down. I think that's
0: perfect for that that style of movie that they're trying to tell. Like, this whole, like, renegade group of people this guy who's just kind of crazy just going off on his own I love the fact that they're in, they're, they're kind of promoting it differently than they did Rogue One because Rogue One was very um, it, it had to be connected to you know the original movies because it leads right into it whereas this one it's like hey we have Solo who has nothing to do with anyone else yet he's not going to meet anybody that we know so that's all free that's all free range for them to start doing their crazy electric guitar and music and and uh yeah, I'm down. I think it looks. I think it sounds pretty cool. Now I know that John Williams is playing the main theme for the movie. He wrote the main score for the movie, and that John Powell's gonna write all the in between, which John Powell's pretty great. I love um, what was that? How to Train Your Dragon. I love mm-hmm. that movie a lot, and um, and I love his music for that. So I think the music is gonna be pretty cool. You're gonna have a little bit of the classic, and then also a little bit of like the kind of the original stuff. I will say this: in the visual effects each time I see them are looking more and more, like, realistic and really, really cool. Because I remember my wife had a problem with uh, the Rogue One visual effects. She was kind of like... The Force Awakens, it looks like all the money was spent on The Force Awakens and then like a little bit of money was just left over for Rogue One. And I was like, you're crazy. She goes, the TIE fighters don't even look real when they fly out. Like they look Hmm. kind of, and I was like, that looks, and so I'm wondering if the budgets are all the same. Are the budgets the same for these, these standalone movies or are they, are they pouring all their money into the uh, episodes? but this one looks, the visual effects look spectacular. They look really, really good, and the droid. What's the droid's name again? I forget the droid's name. L three L three seven L three three, and that's a completely L3 for short. that's a completely like digital, almost like K two S O was, just a completely digital right, right. digital creation. It looks awesome, and um, we saw a picture today. Uh, he showed me of this this battle happening, and they have what are the the AT the ATSTs STs being, yeah, being
1: a, dropped into the mud, which looks pretty with all the cool. mud troopers.
0: So like I'm because so like. The story of Solo is they're on this they're on this mission, but then somehow they're still encountering the Empire. So I'm, I'm wondering how the Empire is going to play in, whether or not we're going to be getting, whether or not we get, like, mentions of Darth Vader, and, like, Darth Vader just becomes, like, this, um, this, this, uh, what's that, this ghost that everybody, like, knows about but no one's ever really seen, you know, so that's, I, I want to hear that. I want to hear if they're going to even encounter Vader. Or, I don't know.
1: Well, this is interesting right here. I just uh, went to imdb.com, and there's a synopsis that I haven't seen before, and here it is. During an adventure into a dark criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando Calrissian years before joining the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And we now know that it's actually 10 years before A New Hope. New no Hope, yeah. Because Chewie's 190, mm-hmm. and... Chewie's 200 in A New Hope, mm-hmm. so it's exactly 10 years, so which is a nice round number for Chewbacca. In <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are we at the beginning? Uh, some of the rebels, some of the rebel stuff in there. Maybe, well,
1: uh... I'm not sure about rebel stuff, but Ron Howard did send out a tweet reply. Someone asked him, "Art, I know we're not going to see lightsabers or Jedi, but what will we see that we're familiar with?" And I think Ron Howard tweeted something very, very kind of vaguely that oh you won't be disappointed so i don't know does maybe kira have force sensitivity
0: or yeah watch it's all chewbacca (laughs) chewbacca's been the key this whole time because chewbacca knew yoda that's canon
1: yeah chewbacca
0: and, and like this there's this whole theory that chewbacca is force sensitive and that he's like kind of taking care of everything. Not like everything, but like he's keeping a sharp like eye on, on Han Solo and all his other stuff and making sure Han's okay. And so
1: who knows
0: what they're going to do with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, after his piloting skills on crate, he was by himself. He didn't have a co-pilot. Yeah. He was flying that thing in between really, really like narrow Narrow, walls. And so I'm going to laugh so hard as
0: if they introduced Chewie being like, the key (laughs) and then in episode nine we all go oh my gosh Chewbacca's like the true hero of this whole thing and that would make my niece Bella like happy because she loves Chewbacca and just the fact that Chewie would ultimately become like the hero of the entire saga that would be hilarious and amazing
1: yeah one of the first things that popped into my head (laughs) was remember when when Watto had the dice and Mm -hmm. they're doing the game of chance and then Qui Gon waves his hand and, yeah. and changes. the Yeah. Oh, dice So his... you think Chewie? So... <laughs> <laughs> so so Chewie right
0: messes with the game, and right. that's how they get the Millennium right. found Oh, oh man! <laughs> there we go. That yeah. would be that would be awesome. But yeah, that would be really cool to see. Like that whole like that the whole cool moment at the very end of the the trailer or so, or Han's holding on to Chewie, and Chewie's like, I don't know, like, uh, like, he's about to get his head chopped off. Like, what's going to happen? Like, is Chewie got to, out of nowhere, just, like, leap up in the air and, like, show everybody, like, hey, I'm actually a, a secret Jedi. Well, know? have you seen
1: the new TV spot?
0: No, no, I haven't, no.
1: It seems like Han is actually tethered to the train somehow. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a scene where he just lets go with Chewie, and Chewie kind of, like, dangles down, or mm-hmm. I don't know. But they do show a, a scene where Han is actually tethered, goes to the side of the train, and then shoots at those new uh, stormtroopers. Two storm, yeah. Who, yeah.
0: Who? What are, what are these uh, stormtroopers called? What are their like proper names? Well, whatever their names are, they look they look really 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 cool. And that, that, I remember I was a little nervous at first with uh, Rogue One when they just kept in, re like not reintroducing but just introducing new stormtroopers to where you're like. Who these like the Death Troopers? You know, it's like who are these guys? Like, how did they? How did they? Mim- hold on, hold on. We got the name. We just got the name Mimban Stormtroopers. Well, these are different guys Mimban
1: compared to the other guys that have like really huge boots. Yeah, and like looks like coats or whatever. They
0: look so. You know what's really cool about them is they look so Star Wars. Like they look. They almost look like the characters you saw in, like, Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones. Like, when you were looking at the promotionals for that, and you would see them and be like, oh my god, look how cool this looks. Like, these kind of have that same excitement, exciting feel to it, where you, where you see them and you're like, oh man, they look really, really cool. And um, I want to I want to know how they play out and why we don't see them again. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, the Death Troopers in Rogue One, I found out, you know, we find out later there's only a couple of them that were like, trained to be those troopers and then they all died and then even like K2SO's model it's like where did he how did he where did he come from and why don't we ever see another droid like him in any of the other Star Wars movies so I, I want to know how they're going to bring introduce these new characters and then make them make us realize why they're not in any of the other movies so that's my only my only concern we're looking at pictures of all these uh, troopers And we actually typed in solo stormtroopers, and we just keep getting bunches of pictures of Harrison Ford (laughs) as a stormtrooper.
1: Yeah, the frustrating thing is I know the name, but I just can't. That's one of my
0: favorite parts in all of Star Wars is uh, when Harrison Ford is, after they shoot up the the detention block, and he's like, uh, he's talking to the the tower or whatever, and he goes, Hi, uh, weapons malfunctions, you know, very, very dangerous. We're fine now. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what was why did I ask that? <laughs> that part always makes me laugh every time.
1: So I think one of the big questions is, are we going to get the phrase hokey religion I... said by maybe Beckett?
0: Oh, okay.
1: Or... And then Han uses that in A New Hope 10 years later. Hokey religions are nothing with a good blast right
0: here. Oh, okay. All right. I want, or maybe he sees something. Maybe he notices something on on this adventure, and where he decides. Maybe that's not the best choice. I don't know. That that's that's got to be something to look forward to. Hold on, we got these. We're looking at these pictures right now. Of all these awesome looking new stormtroopers. They have like fur coats. Almost look like Bane's coat from <laughs> from the Dark Knight Rises. They look pretty awesome. Do we know of any? Uh, any cameos in this one with the stormtroopers, like we did with the other ones? The
1: range one? trooper—that's what it's called. Oh, a
0: range trooper.
1: I believe so. Yeah. All right.
0: They're yeah. gonna be probably the coolest looking stormtroopers in the new movie. But no, like I was saying, do we know of any uh, cameos in any of the new of the movie? Because I know like the the prince, the prince there in a in um, in London, were in the movie, but they got they're seeing that cut out. And then Tom Hardy was uh, in the movie in the Last Jedi, but he got cut out and then Daniel Craig was in the Force Awakens and he was there they didn't cut his part out so.
1: <laughs> The only cameo I know of and I don't think it's really a cameo but of course Clint Howard's going to show up he oh, shows up in I every Ron Howard film Clint
0: Howard is going to be in there that's going to be I wonder if we're all going to see him and we're all just going to start laughing just hysterically cuz and I'm wondering if they're going to put any makeup on him or if they're gonna just have him, just like you know, the part where they're playing cards, they're just gonna look over and he's gonna be sitting over there, just holding his cards up like uh. You have all these alien races and <laughs> just Clint Howard there.
1: <laughs> they didn't have to put
0: makeup on it. He already looked like he, he belonged there. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I'm now oh I'm gonna be looking for him because he he is he is in the IMDb page. He is on there. Clint Howard is there. So I'm like, oh man, I wanna, I wanna see how, like, how his brother is gonna use him in the movie. And my, my friend Jamie always thinks like there's gonna be a part in the movie where something's gonna happen, and then you're gonna hear Ron Howard start to narrate it, just like Arrested Development. <laughs> so Solo's just gonna out of nowhere just turn into this Arrested Development. It's like and that's when Solo realized, you know, blah 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 blah. You
1: know, in the second TV spot as well, speaking of cameos, Warwick Davis does show up for a split yes, second. Yes, I saw him! Shooting a like a like a bazooka almost. It's like really quick. But there's also a little person, Cloud Rider, as well. If you look at that wide shot, mm-hmm. it's really quick. of Enfys Nest and all the Cloud Riders behind, there's a little person. So oh, okay. maybe he's doing double duty or maybe he got some of his family involved. Because yeah. we all know his family he did show up in The Last Jedi and Canto Bight. I
0: know they cut out his Canto Bite cameo,
1: which is a really. Have you seen that footage of
0: him in the Canto Bite? He's,
1: yeah, he portrayed another he that that Cyclops alien. Yeah, that's like doing like a sauna or something. He's yeah. naked. Yeah, and he falls over and you it's, see a it's, first it's, it's shot really, of a of a of a, <laughs> of a rear end. And, and <laughs>
0: that was a that was really. I'm glad they cut that out
1: because
0: <laughs> it was even was just watching it in the in the DVD. I was like, that's a really strange. Thing to cut. Oh, did you hear uh, Mark Hamill's, um, what he said, though, about how he was really mad that they took out the scene of him mourning Han's death, but then they included him milking the, the sea cow? <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: you would think there would be something memorializing Han, Solo, yeah. but uh, that film just got way too long. Oh, yeah. And they had to make substantial cuts, it seems like.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Sorry for our listeners that we went kind of everywhere tonight talking about uh, solo and everything else. And one thing I will say is we actually just got um, we uh, David found this this page, this Facebook page, uh, Star Wars Celebration. They call it Star Wars Celebration twenty nineteen because everyone's like anxious and looking forward to it. And there's like 11,000 members on this page. And what was really cool was this past week was kind of the year anniversary of Celebration. And so people were just reposting pictures of when they were there. And it was really cool to see how, like, pictures that I took of, of certain, you know, people dressed up, other people took, like, pictures of them. And what was really cool was to see the actual, like, people in those pictures, like, liking my liking it like one I, I said hey tag yourself in the crowd it was kind of just a joke because you know there's a bunch of people there and then somebody <laughs> somebody tagged a picture that i was in uh with i took a picture with a guy dressed up as an ewok and i was like and i looked up the, the, the i clicked on the name and sure enough it was the guy who was dressed up as the ewok and i was like oh look that that's amazing like how did how, I, I would never have dreamed that i would know who this person was dressed up as an ewok and then um, i took this amazing picture of this this there was this this. There was two people. She was dressed up as Queen Amandala and he was dressed up as Kylo Ren. And it was like you know, grand grandson, you know, grandmother, and she looked awesome, like really, really cool. And uh, she liked that picture. And I was like, that's that's really cool. Like you know, those people are all like we're all like in this little community, just anxious to know when we can go back and go back and see you know celebration again. And
1: um, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you have questions. Or if you're questioning yourself if you should go to Celebration and you're a Star Wars fan, a real Star Wars fan, go. Go. You're not gonna regret it.
0: Yeah, you need to go to this. It's yeah, maybe some people say it's a once in a lifetime, but us fans are no, it's not once in a lifetime. It's uh once every two years, it's a once anytime it's available, we're gonna go. And you need to go. You need to just type in Star Wars Celebration and look at the videos that people post of like the costumes you see and like I remember um, one day, you know, that one day we were waiting in line and I walked over to this one side of the, the, um, the, uh, the waiting area and then you could see a little bit of the show floor. And they had a snow speeder there from Empire chilling right there. And it was so beautiful because it was like it was like life size snow speeder from Empire. And they had banners all all around the room. They had banners, Star Wars banners everywhere. And I was under the General Grievous sign, and General Grievous was my favorite like character in The Revenge of the Sith. But then after waiting in line for 15 hours and having to look up at his face, I was like, I hate General Grievous with a passion right now. And um, so anytime I look at these pictures that the people took of the crowd, I always zoom in on the General Grievous, like, "Am I am, Can you see me sitting there, all <laughs> all angry and upset?" If you're wondering if you need to go, or if you're like, I don't know if I should go, will it be fun? It will be fun. It's gonna be. A lot of fun at Star Wars Celebration. Do you have anything to add to that?
1: <laughs> well, if the rumors are true, it's going to be in the fall of 2019, and you're going to have to probably start saving now for that because you're yep. going to want to go to Galaxy's Edge. Yep. And uh, that ticket for Disney Disneyland is going to be uh, probably kind of expensive. Oh yeah. So, and,
0: and plus you're going to buy stuff. You're going to buy so much, like merchandise cuz because they have toys there that you know they they have they had when you were younger you know like for me the power of the force toys were like kind of a big deal when i was younger and my brother john had actually bought us a lot and my mom and dad had bought us a lot and i still have a lot of them in boxes you know still in boxes and it was really cool to go to the, these vendors there at Celebration and see these toys, like, see all these toys hanging up on the wall and toys I never bought. And I was like, I need to buy them, I didn't buy them.
1: Did you ever find out about the 501st Bash? No. No? Not no. at all? I can't remember. Well, maybe because I have so many 501st friends on social media. Mm-hmm. But it was open to the public, and the ticket to get in was $100. And if you, I think, were an early bird buyer... I think you got a little bit of a discount maybe or you got the uh you got a swag bag and when we got to Orlando there was a place a pizza place to pick up your swag bag I picked mm-hmm. that up and there were some cool little items in it and a little like one of those like string backpacks mm-hmm. and um the 501st bash I think was a Saturday night mm-hmm. and it was everyone from the 501st that attended and most people didn't wear their costumes but they wore something different mm-hmm. And it was a really great night. I have a bunch of pictures. And it just so happened that one of the friends I made, he's a really good friend, he bought a ticket as well. But he went solo. He went by himself. <laughs> he, sh- he showed up with his family to Orlando. But he went but to his he, he, Well, he went to Celebration by himself, mm-hmm. basically. And he went there by himself. But I mean, we became friends, so we hung out. And it was, it was pretty awesome. I mean, for 100 bucks might sound expensive, but for everything that happened and what we did, and there was a kind of full-costume full, full costume Jar Jar. <laughs> and, like, the skin was, like, hard plastic. What? But somehow he was, like, able to move, walk, and move his arms, and it was weird. And I remember I took a picture with him, and he put his arm over my shoulder, and his nail, like, poked me in the head, oh and my it hurt. Gosh. And I was like, oh. But the dude couldn't see anything. Yeah. Because I think his head was in the neck part. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> He was just throwing his arm around everyone when they wanted to take a picture. He's stabbing everybody. But, yeah, I, I got to meet the founder of the 501st. He was there for like a brief second. Oh, that's awesome. And I got to take a picture with him right quick. He, and then he got spirited away.
0: Ex, ex, before you explain to people what 501st is, because I know a lot of people don't know what the 501st is.
1: The 501st is the largest charitable organization in the world, and it's based on um, people that wear uh, the Empire costumes. Mm-hmm screen accurate costumes and their their um, their tagline their motto is good uh, bad guys doing good and they go to uh, children's hospitals and cheer up the kids they go to uh, other events like marathons Mm -hmm. and they do as much charitable work as possible and there's um there's garrisons all over the country there's um uh there's outfits basically everywhere. I know there's one in San Antonio. There's one in Dallas. There's one in Houston. All the major spots pretty much in the country okay. has has an outfit. And uh, hopefully pretty soon I can uh, apply if I can Ooh, get everything you. put together.
0: Well, yeah, we might have a 501st member on this uh, this podcast. Yeah, I remember hopefully. at Celebration they took a picture there in the main hall. Now, I, mean, I don't even know if it was the main hall. It was just, it was just this big area there. Right. I don't even know what the main portion of that right. that convention center was, but anyways, I was uh, going down the escalator one day, and they had everybody dressed up as uh, all the Tie Fighters were there, and they were like standing, you know, you know, in rows to take pictures on the stairs, and it looked really cool, like all these costumes. They look and they look like they could be in the movie, like they look
1: super. Right, they're easy. straight off the set, yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and it was it was amazing to see like how how they how they looked and just uh, oh, it was it was ins- it was really cool to see like that amount of dedication to Star Wars you know like people who are and then to know that this this the 501st is an amazing charity as well right. and what they do and there's a I, there was a video today on Facebook somebody posted and I was able to like repost it of, of them going to this hospital and you just see the kids faces light up you know and you think they'd be scared to see you know Vader or Kylo Ren or Stormtroopers but no they just they just light up and they're so excited and right. that was awesome just, yeah, a, just yeah. a beautiful thing yeah <laughs>
1: And hopefully we, yeah, I can maybe join yeah. at some point this year. But uh, yeah, that would be that's a life goal. That'd be something off the bucket list right there for oh, me, yeah. definitely.
0: For me, uh, something off the bucket list would be to uh, to be in a Star Wars movie or to write a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So whoever in San Francisco was listening, uh, we uh, David was like, oh, it's Lucasfilm, they're listening. I was like, no, they're not listening. But if
1: you, if it Could is... Could employee of Lucasfilm, I mean, you never know. If it is you, uh,
0: I, I, I know some stuff. <laughs> David and I know some stuff.
1: Yeah, I've written an episode.
0: I think every Star Wars fan has written yeah. something that, like, I remember when I was a junior in high school, I wrote uh, the opening crawl to Star Wars Episode Seven: Rise of the Republic. Like, that was what I called it, Rise of the Republic. And uh, that's what I was like, oh, man, this is going to happen. Like, I even drew out, like, an X-Wing. Like, they have, like, an underground turret. And then I'm watching The Last Jedi, and I was like, oh, man, they got the underground, like, the the, the thing. They got it, too, man, yeah. like, on, on the bottom of the ship and um, all this other stuff. And I, I, I think every Star Wars fan has their own movie in their head. And I guess that's what makes Star Wars fans so much, you know, a lot of fun is to, like, to hear their ideas for like, oh, what would be really cool is if this happened and like you just have all these theories and these really cool ad- side adventures and that's what I guess makes, um, I don't know, that's what makes it fun. That's what, for me, that's why I'm still a big fan is because I'm still able to, to think like I did when I was a kid and just go off and make my own Star Wars adventure.
1: Yeah, and everything that's coming out is canon. Yeah. Just, it seems like limitless books, comics. Oh, yeah. It's movies cool. now. I mean, it's, I mean, we're living in a great time. Oh yeah, I'm digging it. I was born too too late, or too <laughs> nah, soon. No,
0: nah, I think, I, yeah, I was, um, I joke around with my wife, because I have, I have at least, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now, you can't see it, but I have at least 34 or 35 Star Wars shirts. Like, I have enough for every day of the month. And we didn't, we all, okay, but funny, we didn't realize how many Star Wars shirts I had until Celebration last year, because she said, okay, what shirts do you want to wear for this day? And so, like, she was helping me, like, plan out the days. I'm yeah. like, oh, when we get there, I'm going to wear this one, but, but then when we go to the, the, the floor, I'm going to wear this one, and the next day I'll wear this one. And so she puts out all these shirts, and she goes, okay, you have enough shirts for that. And then she goes, you know what? you have enough shirts for another week. <laughs> and then she looks and goes, I could, wear th- I could wear all these. So she took all the ones that I wasn't going to wear and she said, I'll wear all these. And I still had more left over. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then this past year, I forget what shirt I bought. And we just started laying them all out on the bed. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have a serious problem. But for me, when I was younger... You know, my, my my parents, you know, they they bought me a lot of clothes. I mean, of course, they took care of me. They loved me. But they didn't buy me a lot of Star Wars clothes. Because, you know, I'm young and I'm over here like, hey, buy me this. My mom was like, no, I'm not going to buy you this Star Wars. She bought me an Anakin shirt when I was, like, in fourth grade. And I wore that every Thursday. like, And I knew. I was like, I'm going to wear it every Thursday, this this Anakin Skywalker shirt. And now that I'm older, now that, you know, I I got a job, I got money, I can be like oh that's a cool shirt boom and i buy it you know because now I'm, I'm like i could do i i'm an adult now and I, I love it that i i grew up in a way that i could buy my own shirts but then i didn't grow up because the, all the shirts i'm buying are just star wars shirts <laughs> so it's just it's just this paradox i have and that's why i love that this this whole new this whole new like saga is coming up now. Right. This is a whole new generation is loving it. Right. And it's cool to see like younger kids. Like I saw a kid wearing a shirt that I own, like a, a pork shirt. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't get a chance to look at him because he was his mom and I was like, it's kind of weird to be like <laughs> to look at him be like this. Alright. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, that's pretty cool, man. And he'd be like, What? And a lot of people I'll say like, hey, cool shirt, cool shirt. And um the other day I went in to go get my oil change and I had on a Star Wars shirt and my hat because that's just who I am. And I'm sitting down there getting my oil changed, this guy sitting in the waiting room goes, you like Star Wars movies? <laughs> I, like, I was like, yeah, a lot, you know? And he goes, cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And we just started talking about it. It was like we just started talking about Star Wars. I have no idea who this guy, I'll never know who he is. Yeah. But we just instantly just, we, we just started talking about Star Wars. And it was really cool, and it was yeah. a really cool experience.
1: I'll be wearing my Rogue One hat or a shirt and an occasionally I'll get someone come up to me and say, hey, do you know a new Star Wars movie's coming out?
0: And you're like, yeah.
1: And I'm like, yeah.
0: I know. You know <laughs> and what sometimes
1: they... I'll say, what's Star Wars? <laughs> and it just freaks them out. They just like, kind of look at you like, what? ah, okay. <laughs> like,
0: are you just messing with me? No, but yeah, a lot of people, um, I always laugh, like I told that, that one podcast, I always laugh, and people are like, hey, James, you know that Star Wars movie came out? Like, we have it here. It's for sale. And I'm like, <laughs> What? We have it. It's here. Oh my! I gotta go get it. I, oh my! Where is it? Where is it? And they look at me like you already have it. I'm like, of course I already have it. Like <laughs> I have it the day before it comes out. Like that's how crazy I am. But that's just the kind of guy I am. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many people are out there that kind of think that way. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're the normal people, and we're the yeah, very we're the weird kind of, ones. Yeah, and yeah, of niche people that know all this stuff ahead of time and
0: So so David calls me the other night and I, I you called me to ask me like, "Hey, how do you know so much?" And I think you were just and a part of me thought you were calling me just to be like, "Hey, we need to talk about like stuff because we we honestly we met because of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I don't know you. you, you know, don't, the only
0: time I know this is going to ruin the effect, but the only time we talk is for this podcast. Yeah, like we we, we talk throughout the week. Like, all right, this is this is what happened. Hey, here this happened. Okay, and then we come in and we talk, but then we we don't hang out. We, and so after we got off the phone, my wife was like, "What did he want?" I was like, "I think he just wanted to talk because 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 we really don't talk." And what's crazy is, you know, you know celebration happened a year ago. We were in the same place there. At, so we didn't know each other then. And it wasn't until, you know, months later we found out we were in the same place. And we bonded over that mm-hmm. instantly. Just like that guy in at the at change my oil, like the waiting room. I was like, hey, Star Wars. Oh, cool. And with David, it was like, hey, Star Wars. Awesome. And then we just, we that was it. We're off to the races. And that's why I say again, and I always say, Star Wars fans are like some of the best fans out there. No, no cooler fans than Star Wars fans. Trek, uh, Star Trek fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord of the Rings fans. Who, uh, Doctor Who fans. What else is there? Harry Potter. Harry Potter fans. Ooh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Harry Potter fans. <laughs> like, y'all are cool, but you ain't. You got nothing on Star Wars fans. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, going back to that fateful Force Friday where we met. <laughs> yeah. I think the, fir- the first Force Friday, there were like 100 people yeah. in line. And it was crazy. I, there are so many people there. I went by myself, and I didn't really talk to many people because it seemed like everyone that showed, showed up with a, like a group of friends. Yeah. So I, w- I just went by myself just to check it out, and I bought a couple things. And then 2017, or was it 20... It was 2017, yeah. 2017. Year. So when that came, I went with a buddy thinking there was going to be a lot of people again, but there wasn't. But there's was a guy that showed up right behind us and we tried talking to him, and I started talking about stuff. And I brought up the Star Wars show, and he goes, "What's the Star Wars show?" I'm like, "I was like, well, it, it's a show that that airs every Wednesday, right? You, you know, the show with Andy and Anthony." And he's like, "I don't know what that is." I'm like, "What? <laughs> I'm like it's free? It's online? I mean, it's on the website, the official website." So then I moved to the next person. <laughs> I started was... talking, I think it was, was it you? Yeah. Or was it someone else? It was us. Because I think my buddy started talking to you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all spoke about something. And then I overheard you say, or actually I saw your shirt. Yeah. That was the last year. And then he was shirt. the one who was
0: like, hey, celebration.
1: You went too. And you are yeah. like, yeah. I was like,
0: oh, cool. Yeah. And then,
1: and then I said, find yourself in this picture that I took of the crowd. And you find yourself. And I think that's what kind of sealed yeah, it. That okay, way. I can talk to this guy now.
0: Because we, we both waited in that line and we bonded over that instantly I and mean, you told okay so this i live in san marcus and there's a right. target here in san marcus they right. didn't have a force friday right. that year last year and
1: if they did this that, podcast this would podcast used... would not
0: have happened because i would have gone there so instead my wife and i drove to new Bromfels and that's where we met so it's crazy to think like if we hadn't have been there in this same location this podcast wouldn't be here and y'all wouldn't be listening to two guys ramble on for an hour about yeah.
1: star wars stuff <laughs> And to me, that's what celebration brings. When yeah. you go to celebration, you're going to meet someone. Yes. My buddy that I met, he told me, he was like, I knew, even though I went alone, I knew I was going to meet someone. Yeah. And he met me, and he met another guy, and another guy from our group, and it was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. we became instant friends. I mean, we were joking all night, and <laughs> it, was, it was awesome.
0: There was a, one of the one of the uh, the people there. One the, yeah, we're getting kind of late here, but uh, one more thing. One of the guys there who was announcing there at Celebration, on the stage, he said he met his wife at Celebration, uh, uh, yeah. one year. And, like they were coming down the escalator, and they just started talking to to, to each other. Yeah. And he goes, and now all these years later, I'm back, and we took a picture with our with our kid. And I was like, that's that's an amazing... Star yeah. Wars literally brought that family together.
1: Yeah, that's like, incredible. That is
0: an incredible story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there we go. Again, Star Wars stuff. Just talking about anything yeah. happening. Star Wars stuff. Yeah, stuff. Uh, stuff. So if y'all didn't find this one interesting, we promise that next week's will probably not be as <laughs> We're gonna good. We're going to make promises every yeah, week. every week it'll be the better. The next one will be better. The next one will be a lot better. Before I go on, uh, my brother had wanted to call in. So I actually gave him a call uh, in the middle of this, and uh, we actually paused the recording so I can do it, and then uh, we hit record once he answered. So this is that phone call. So sorry, it's all kind of out of whack. Uh, we're doing good. Uh, just to reiterate, yeah, you are on the Star Wars Stuff podcast. Uh, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. You know, that's what we—that's uh, what we do. <laughs> this is uh, David. David, say hello. Hey
1: Matt, nice to meet you. <laughs> hey David, nice to meet you. So you guys are, you guys are awesome. You guys work well together. Very funny. Yeah, we were just talking about how we were uh, we are actually strangers. We really don't know each other yeah. outside of our Star Wars connection. <laughs> <laughs> what, are
0: you, what are you guys talking about tonight? We talked about, um, of course, everything. You know, we're crazy. We talked a little bit about Solo. A lot about Solo, actually. And a little bit about the 501st. And a little bit about... Um, just kind
1: of breaking news here and there. Breaking the TV news here, yeah.
0: I want to say this, though, about my brother, Matt. My brother, Matt, on the phone right now. I didn't realize you were a Star Wars fan, Matt, until before Attack of the Clones came out. And we are at Grandma's house, and you had gone to Taco Bell and bought some, like, Star Wars, like, figurines there. And you were like, hey, look, James, this is Jango. This is Jango Fett. This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. And I was like, you know all this stuff? <laughs> Because you were because you were already pretty older at that point, so I didn't know that you were a big fan like I was. So that was I always like telling that story. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, I remember <laughs> the fun times. Yeah. So you want to say anything to the? Uh, you want to say anything to our listeners out there? Uh, just hello, you know. Glad you guys are listening to these guys. Or I like this podcast. It's very I. I laugh and I learn something new every time I listen listen to them and. Uh, you know, um, just keep listening to them. You know, get your friends to listen. Thanks, Matt. That now, now if only like a million other people heard that, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> we'll we'll just have your review on our podcast. Like, listen to our podcast, Matt says, and then we'll just <laughs> we'll, every week we'll just play that every every time. But all right, man, we gotta we gotta wrap it up here. And uh, thank you for calling in. And uh, one week you can join us, and you can uh, we can have full conversations. So uh, I'm gonna say, uh, "May the force be with you." And... Oh, yeah, <laughs> there we he go. Stole my line. Stole his line. All right, all right. Take oh, care, my Matt. Bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. All right, Matt. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye. All right. But I think that's uh, that's it for us. Uh, thank you all again for listening to our podcast. Uh, thank you to our our amazing sound group over here. Thank you for helping us. Yeah, that's he did. A, if y'all y'all didn't see him, but he did the nice little uh, Lando Calrissian salute to us. And uh, again, thank y'all very much for listening. And we'll see you next. Or see, We'll we'll be here next week. And uh, may the force be with you always.